Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning and welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And I'm so pleased to say that we've highlighted over 300 nonprofit organizations that are making a difference in our community. And our goal is to give nonprofits a platform to share with our audience their mission and their vision, as well as how they impact and inspire others. Sometimes the two nonprofit guests we interview complement each other in some way by extending or enhancing each other's programs or services, and sometimes there are individuals who are involved with both organizations and can talk about their shared experiences. That's actually what's happening on today's show. We have two nonprofits that really have absolutely nothing to do with each other in terms of programs and services, but there's some overlap in leadership with the individuals uh, that we're talking to today, and they can both speak to their common goal of supporting their constituents. My first guest today is Gwen Griffin, Executive Director of the Old World Foundation, an independent 501c3 nonprofit that supports projects and programs at Old World Wisconsin. Welcome to the show today, Gwen. Thank you, Jill. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you and learn more about Old World Wisconsin. Why don't you start today by giving us a little bio and a little bit of background on why you're so passionate about the work that you do at Old World Foundation? Sure, I'd be happy to. My background actually is in human resources. Um, And my husband and I owned a furniture store, a kitchen store, and a bath and body store. And when we decided to sell the stores, I decided I wanted to get into nonprofit work. I wanted to make a difference in the community somehow. We had visited Old World Wisconsin as a family and just loved it. And as luck would have it, I saw an ad for an opening for the Old World Foundation. And I applied, and I was fortunate enough to be hired. Well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes things just work out the way they're supposed to. That's right. Oftentimes, I think, yeah. That's right. Um, Well, give us a little history on the foundation. Yeah. So I started as a development specialist, and I planned the foundation's events and fundraisers and scheduled our volunteers, and I was able to meet with our supporters, and I began to realize that we are really fortunate to have a community of people who love Old World Wisconsin, and their mission of collecting, preserving, and sharing stories. So I started um, with the foundation in 2010, and in 2016, when there was an opening for executive director, I was given the opportunity to lead the organization. And I love the idea of preserving the stories of the past. We have such a variety of things that we can support at Old World Wisconsin. Um, And I get to work with many different people who are passionate about all the areas at Old World. Well, what I love is how you define your mission um, by sharing that you that you collect and you share the stories. You know, if someone asks me what what is Old World Wisconsin, I think about the history and the culture of Wisconsin, which Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more exciting when you say collecting and sharing stories. So it's all about perspective, right? It's how you look at it. Um, What about the partnership between you and Old World Wisconsin? Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. 
Well, Old World Wisconsin was founded in 1976 as Wisconsin's contribution to the Bicentennial Project. Um, And historic buildings from around the state were disassembled, transported, and reassembled at Old World Wisconsin. There are over 60 historic buildings there. And I think the oldest building is uh, St. Peter's Church from Milwaukee that was built in 1839. Mm. Um, And one of the newest buildings is the Wittenables Tavern that was built in 1906. And so because over 50,000 people visit Old World Wisconsin each year, way back in 1984, a group of people got together and they realized that Old World Wisconsin was going to need some extra help, some extra funding to really enhance their programming and to complete all the projects that they needed to complete. So those people formed the Friends of Old World Wisconsin, and a short time later, um, we were incorporated as Old World Wisconsin Foundation, or Old World Foundation for short. Okay. So... I know that there's a number of different nonprofits out there that have friends of. Right. You know, there's Lapham Peak. There's, um, well, I just did that interview just not too long mm-hmm. ago. That's why I'm thinking about them. And Friends of the Public Library. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a great way to enhance what the nonprofit is able to offer um, and uh, an opportunity to raise funds. Mm-hmm. How does Old World Foundation support, speaking of funds, how does Old World Foundation and the Friends support Old World Wisconsin? Well, we apply for grants on behalf of Old World Wisconsin. We also um, oversee aid endowment funds, host an annual fundraiser, um, and accept donations from individuals and sponsorships from corporations. So, so donors can designate what project or program they would like to support. Okay. I understand that you also have some educational programs. Now, uh, I know that there are organizations around the state that schools can go to mm-hmm. um, during the school year uh, for different educational programs. Do you have things like that? Share share with us some of your educational programs. Sure. Yeah, um, Old World Wisconsin does have a very vibrant um, educational program. So they do welcome students on field trips. Um, in fact, they... Um, they they have added virtual programs so that they can reach students that are not geographically able to come okay mm-hmm. for a day because they're a little too far away okay um and uh these programs center around you know apprenticeships and time travel for younger children they can meet a pig or meet a cow and the virtual programs are actually interactive so they're not pre-recorded They're kind of a Zoom-type experience. Um, But children that visit in person are, you know, they make ropes and they gather the eggs and they go on a scavenger hunt. So there's many different programs that they can participate in. And I think that interactive piece is so key. Mm -hmm. You know, to talk about history is one thing. Right. But to see it through the eyes of people who lived it because I, I, from what I recall, there's reenactments at Old World Wisconsin to a certain degree, you know, where people are talking about what it was like to live in that, those times. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me think of, um, what was it called? Old, 
it was the streets of Milwaukee or something on the oh. at the museum. Mm-hmm. You know, it just gives you a different perspective when you're there and you're you're talking with someone. Certainly, thanks to COVID, we've all learned how to Zoom, and <laughs> it's it's opened up um, additional ways of of educating. But to be there in person and to have mm-hmm. that interactive lesson, I think is is so key. That's wonderful. Um, so now that we've had our little history lesson, which is what the Old World Wisconsin is about, history, right, mm-hmm. and collecting and sharing stories, mm-hmm. let's learn a little bit more about the projects and the programs specifically that you have going on. And we're going to do that after the commercial break. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community. I'm talking to Gwen Griffin, Executive Director of the Old World Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that supports projects and programs for Old World Wisconsin. Okay, Gwen, so now that we know a little history, just enough to be dangerous, right? Tell <laughs> us about the projects and the programs that Old World Foundation supports? Well, our support really falls into four or five categories. Um, We support the animals, the gardens, historic preservation, educational and other public programs, and then right now we are also supporting the capital campaign to bring a new welcome experience to Old World Wisconsin. So we have donors who are interested in all those and an, all those programs, and the animal program um, is one of the biggest programs and the most favorite programs for a lot of people. You know, kids love to see the animals, and um, the greatest percentage of support that we have given uh, is for the animals. Okay, um, they have over fifty animals on site. Most of them are heritage breeds which means that they're rare and in some cases in danger of becoming extinct. So there's a conservation element there. Now, um, what are we talking about? Like cows and yeah. I mean, what? give us an example of what, what different kinds of animals you... Yeah, so they have, they have cows, they have cattle, milking shorthorns um, are the, the cattle that they have. And then they have sheep, merino and Cotswold sheep, um, pigs which are called Mulefoot and Glockeshauer Old Spot. They're the heritage breeds. Oh, well, there you go. So they're not, <laughs> they're not the, the typical pigs that you see on, on pig farms today. Okay. Could um, you identify them by just looking at them? Well, you could the Mulefoot because okay. they have the cloven foot like a, a mule. Okay. Um, so they're, they're a little bit different. And wow. then the Old Spots are kind of like old, they're spotted. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so those you could. Um, there's horses. Chickens oh. and oxen. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love animals, so it's nice to yeah. hear that, that piece about the animals. Yeah. What about the gardens and the historic preservation and the education programs? So the, the gardens, there are many, many heirloom gardens on site, and they highlight the, um, the plants and the gardens, the vegetables that our ancestors would have grown. So, again, when, when people came to this country, um, Many, many years ago, they brought with them seeds. They didn't know what they were going to encounter. So they brought seeds, and they started planting gardens that they would have, you know, planted back in their homeland. The gardens are very popular 
and very beautiful I imagine. Um, in the summer. So um, historic preservation, I think I mentioned there's over 60 historic buildings on site. Um, so those are in constant need of repair. Some, you know, can go several years, obviously, without anything being done to them. But we have repaired the chimneys. We've repaired the roofs. We've, you know, funded um, new steps, windows, UV film to keep uh, the sun, the rays oh, out sure. to, yeah. to help preserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we typically, Old World Foundation, typically funds 5 to 7% of Old World Wisconsin's uh, operating budget. They receive money from the state. They also receive money from in er, earned income for admissions and events and the gift shop and the food. But then there's always that gap. In order to enhance programming and really preserve the buildings, um, there's always that gap. So Old World Foundation has gifted over $9 million to Old World Wisconsin since our inception in 1984. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's really impressive. Well, you've got some really great things going on over there. Give us some examples of projects or programs that are funded by Old World Foundation over the years. Well, we we did mention the gardens, so we provide funds for seeds and plants and tools, um, building restoration, the educational programming, subsidies for field trips and day camp, um, and then, of course, the animals we talked about um, also. And uh, we also have purchased a 1929 Ford Model A, Model AA truck that Old World Wisconsin will be using as a beer delivery truck. A um, beer delivery truck? A beer delivery truck, <laughs> yep, for, okay. their, for their new brewing experience. Ah. Um, so that is um, another initiative, is to create a new welcome experience, which includes a new brew house that just opened. Of course it does. Yeah. We live in Wisconsin. That's part of our history. <clears throat> Absolutely. It is. It is. And it's wonderful because actually they can talk about the science of fermentation and, um, you know, provide some educational components to that too absolutely um and so we we at the foundation hold an annual fundraiser and this you know every year the board uh, the chair of our board issues a challenge to raise funds for a particular project or program and in the past we raised the money for the brew house and um they are also relocated a tavern um, and they will be renovating that to a mid-1930s uh, experience. So that's another initiative that we're, you know, hoping to fund interior renovation for that. Okay. Um, and so the way our, our fundraiser works is a little bit differently. We, we hold the fundraiser in the summer and those who donate to this specific project, if they donate at least $250, they receive an invitation for two people to int- attend an exclusive evening at Old World, Wisconsin. And that's a celebration of thanks for raising money for this, whatever the project or program is. Nice. And that's called our Sunset Soiree. Nice. I was playing around on your website, and I know that we're throwing out a lot of information here mm-hmm. for our audience, but... Um, it's it's good to know that there is an events tab on your mm-hmm. website that, um, you know, Gwen's talking about all these great things that they have going on there. If you are not taking notes uh, <laughs> and you want to go back and, and do a review and see what all these things are and dates of the events, mm-hmm. they can um, you can just go to the events tab on the website. Um, what is the website, by the way? Our website is oldworldfoundation.org. Okay, and that will 
uh, will that give specifics on Old World Wisconsin, or is it best that they go to Old World Wisconsin to get the dates and stuff? There is a link on our website, or or they can search oldworldwisconsin.org. All right. Sounds good. Um, Give us some idea on what some of your challenges are. So, you know, we, we highlight these Nonprofits. We give them a platform to share who they are, what they do, but we also want the audience to know that there are ways that they can reach out and help and make a difference. Uh, and, and it's good to know what some of these nonprofits face in terms of challenges. So mm-hmm. what would you say is your greatest challenge? I would say it's probably educating people on how they can engage with Old World Foundation in support of Old World Wisconsin. Um, I had mentioned that that Old World Wisconsin obviously is a premier destination, and they welcome approximately 50,000 guests each year with a goal in a few years of of raising that to 100,000. And those people come from the Midwest. They come from other countries. But locally, many people you know, don't think about old world Wisconsin right here in, in Waukesha or Milwaukee counties. They're, you know, it's right in our backyard. And so one challenge is to bring awareness about old world Wisconsin to those in our community and, again, to make people aware of how Old World Foundation supports old world Wisconsin. And don't you uh, go out and talk with different organizations about what the friends do? I do. I do. That's a big part of my job is is the networking and the communication about what we do. So I'm active in uh, the Waukesha County Business Alliance, for example, or Temple Waukesha, um, or other chambers and, uh, and other events. And when I'm invited, um, as I was here, and thank you again for this opportunity. You're welcome. Um, you know, we, we are just trying to spread the word and share our mission. Mm-hmm. And what we find a number of times is that our audience um, will email us or call us and say, you know, I never even knew that that organization existed. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why we do this this show. You're going to hear from organizations you never knew were out there um, that may support another nonprofit or mm-hmm. that may be a nonprofit themselves. You may hear about an organization that you've heard of before, but maybe you don't know the intricacies of the programs and services that they provide. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're thankful that you are here today to share your love of Old World Wisconsin and how you um, share and collect stories of the past. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Can you give your contact information one more time? If someone's listening and they want to find out more about either Old World Wisconsin or the Old World Foundation, which mm-hmm. are friends that support mm-hmm. Old World Wisconsin, what's the best way for people to do that? Well, specifically for Old World Wisconsin events, they can visit their website at oldworldwisconsin.org. For the foundation, for what we do and how we support, um, our website is oldworldfoundation.org. We also have a monthly newsletter that people can sign up for the e-newsletter on our website and uh, follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, Gwen... Griffin, Executive Director of the Old World Foundation, thank you for joining us today and and, uh, helping us to learn more about Old World Wisconsin and the foundation. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So part of Gwen's role, as she talked about uh, as Executive Director, is similar to my role here at EIG, where we go out into the community and we share what we're about, what our mission is, what our vision is, how we're making a difference for people in our community. So stay tuned, and when we come back, we're going to talk with someone from one of the organizations that Gwen is involved in, and we're going to learn more about how they impact the community. 
So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And my next nonprofit that we're going to highlight today is one whose leadership interacts with Gwen from a women in leadership perspective. So welcome to the show today, Nancy Seidel Nelson, president of Tempo Waukesha. Thank you. Glad to be here. We're glad you're here. So why don't you start out, Nancy, by telling us a little bit about yourself and also uh, share with us who Tempo is for those who may not be familiar. Sure. So I born and raised in southeastern Wisconsin, and I have had a career that started in healthcare marketing and evolved to fund development, fundraising. And that's the space that I've been in for nearly 30 years. Uh, five years ago, I started my own consulting firm, SPI Consulting, which helps mi- small to mid-sized nonprofits maximize their impact. And we do that through planning, fundraising, coaching, and development support. Um, I took all the information and the uh, experience that I'd gathered through the years, and I've and I determined over time that I'm a fixer. So I like to come together. I'm a natural connector and collaborator. So I I use those traits to um, help my business, which helps other nonprofits. And it was some of those traits I think that really led me to Temple Waukesha as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, tell us more, uh, dive into who Tempo Waukesha is. Like, what are your pillars, uh, if you will? Sure. So Tempo Waukesha is a nonprofit organization for executive and professional persons who live or work in the Waukesha County area. It was established to provide a network for leaders and future leaders to increase awareness of the issues and trends within the community and to develop the strengths and the talents of female executives. So we essentially break our mission down into three elements, empower, develop, and support. So empowering means that we use education and professional development for our members to learn and grow. Developing is helping our members build those professional networks and their personal networks too. So I like to say Tempo is much more, there are so many organizations that do this where you can go and network and you're passing the business cards and and handshaking and gripping and grinning. But we are really more about developing connections. So that is not to say that business opportunities don't evolve uh, among and between our members, but it is really oftentimes women who are seeking uh, deeper connections with people who are in the same industry that they work in, in the same community, and possibly in a completely different industry. Um, it's very interesting how many common threads you find when you walk into the room. And I remember early on, before I was really involved in the board, going in and just through conversation, It started as Girl Scout moms, and then it evolved to, oh, we're both, our kids are in the same school district, and we're involved in leadership in that sense. And, oh, we work for, I work for this nonprofit, you're part of this nonprofit. There's that nonprofit community that develops. And, well, this is my friend who used to work here, and now she's in finances. So it Mm -hmm. really, um, I find that most enjoyable 
And honestly, for me, it was Tempo Waukesha was the first group I joined that was not industry specific. So it really added a whole depth to that. So that's how we develop those uh, networks and those connections. And then finally, that last word that I used in describing our mission was support. We support each other through collaboration. Uh, but more so, I think what our temp- – we recently did a survey and our members told us that this is very important to them. We support our community mm-hmm. through volunteerism, through sponsorship and charitable gifts. And all of those efforts go toward other organizations that support women and girls mm-hmm. in different ways. That's wonderful. And your membership is about 80 members or so mm-hmm. and growing, right? So We have been growing. So we – are small and mighty, <laughs> we, <laughs> but we um, we have members that stay. They may retire from their professional life, but they continue with us and co- enjoy coming to the meetings and seeing old friends and learning about what's going on through our programming. And we actually have grown uh, in a time when it was kind of tough for a lot of organizations. We've continued to grow because I think our programming has been so strong, and I think our world, there's a new sense of people craving connection right. in different ways. Yeah. And you have a, a program or a meeting every month, correct? Once we a meet, month? Or? Uh, yes, we do meet monthly. Okay. Um, and it, 11 months out of 12, I think, is is where we are now. Okay. Um, it took us a while. We've just come back to live program, programming very consistently, but and people have been so happy. Oh, I bet. So happy to, to have that. So, and you don't really understand how much you miss it until it's gone, right? Sure. You know, yeah. I just want to have that human element of, of touch and and connection, and uh, that's, that's what so Tempo is all about. one of the right? things that we do at our monthly meetings, and it was – how important it really is to our members is kind of bumped, you know, up in, in uh, relevance. We have in uh, at our past meetings passed a coffee cup around the room. So we have our tables. You, you have your time. You come in, you network. Then everybody sits for lunch, and then there's a speaker. And while that speaker is happening, there's a coffee cup passed from table to table. And if you want to make a one-on-one connection with somebody else in the group – you stick your business card in. And then when it w- makes its way through all the tables, it gets passed back the other way, and then you pull out a business card. And then you find that person, and you set a time. Let's get together for coffee or lunch. Oh, nice. And we hadn't been able to do that for a long time. So I remember being at the meeting the first time they pulled the coffee cup out, and some of our longtime members are like, Hooray, it's finally <laughs> back. But it's a great way because you can do group networking, but again, being able to make those connections that might lead to a business referral, that might lead to a, a personal need that you have, that might be, oh, I didn't know that we both knew right. this person. Yeah, or um, making a, a lifelong friendship. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Starting a lifelong friendship. Well, I know that there's a Temple Milwaukee as well. How are you guys different? So there are a number of groups uh, in communities uh, in southeastern Wisconsin that have an emphasis on supporting and developing professional women. Our group is specific to those who live and work in Waukesha County and surrounding communities. And Temple Milwaukee has great programming, and, and some of our members are 
in both groups. There are other groups in Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and I'm sure further afield. So some just, it's what our members prefer. Some prefer okay. a smaller, more intimate group. Some work downtown and prefer to dash over and and we all have great programming. So I think it just, again, kind of um, helps empower and um, and help women develop in a different way than some of our other professional groups do. Okay. Well, speaking of development, let's talk about their programs. What types of programs are offered when you guys come together as a group? So we have programs that can talk about, you know, help with skills development. So marketing programs. We had one recently on understanding the world of podcasts, which mm. for some of us who are a little more seasoned uh, is a is a whole new skill. Uh, we've had some interesting um, programs where they've come together with different assessment tools to help you understand your leadership style and mm-hmm. and how you how you move in the workplace and how that helps you with your colleagues. And we had a great program uh, a few months back on somebody who was helping to identify the skills and the connections for women who are interested in serving on boards of directors. Oh. So that skill development. Then we have community focus, and this is where I think our empowerment comes in. We've had programs on economic development in the state, in the region. We just recently had a state of Waukesha County with our county executive and um, head of the Waukesha County Business Alliance. And then sometimes we're looking at really issues that are, you know, sadly going on in our community, but we had a fabulous program on a woman who enlightened us on the challenges of women and girls who are being trafficked and how she is supporting them through legal services. Mm. And then we have fun, too, so we can't always be heavy with our topics. Um, we had Alice in Dairyland come a few years ago, and I have to on, – I will be really honest. I thought, I don't know if I'm going to like this program, but what a lovely and smart young woman who brought her stories from growing up on the dairy farm and working in the butter industry. It was it was amazing. It was very interesting and a great, great cheerleader for our state. Uh, we've had city tours from Milwaukee come in and talk about the adventures that they offer. And last uh, December, we had a shopping bazaar for our member, our holiday member luncheon, where we offered um, spots to uh, women who run little side gigs or small uh, women-owned businesses. So you had food and shopping and networking. So what a great way to nice. that's a great kick, combination yeah, for the women. holidays. Yeah. <laughs> food, shopping and networking. That's no, I'll be there. That sounds good. Um and then you have something every October called Celebrating Women Leaders. Yes. So we have our annual event that uh we bring in um a speaker, but we also recognize and highlight uh, either members or other women in the community who may not yet be members of of Tempo Waukesha, but highlighting them from their community impact as well as their professional achievements. Uh, it's a, a bigger luncheon, a little more little more splash, and we use uh, the proceeds from this event help fund some of the charitable work that we do in the community. Wonderful, what a great way to uh, talk about your impact. Yeah, community impact. It's wonderful. Well, our key objective for the show is to shine a light 
on nonprofits in our community, but it's also to learn how they inspire and impact individuals as well as in the community, which, again, Nancy talked a little bit about. When we come back, we're going to learn more about that. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking in this last segment with Nancy Seidel-Nelson from Tempo Waukesha. So, Nancy, inspiring and impacting, as I said, is so much a part of this show. We want to have our listeners understand how these nonprofit organizations are making an impact in our community. So can you share about that? Certainly. So we did speak earlier that uh, support is a key pillar of Tempo Waukesha, and our members really are uh, find that appealing that as an organization we look for opportunities to help others in the community with our primary focus being on organizations that support women and girls. So on the board and when I came onto the board about four years ago I was in an at-large position but what I was intrigued about is we had a position that specifically focused on our community impact. And we have, so Tempo has given away through sponsorships and, um, and, and charitable giving um, just about $75,000 since 2012. Nice, nice. So we have events that support, we support events that support the missions of other nonprofits, but through a sponsorship also allows Tempo Waukesha to attend and be promoted as a sponsor and raise awareness of who we are and hopefully then connect with some folks that are looking for that professional development organization. And examples of that would be the Women's Center in Waukesha. We've been a longtime supporter mm. of their events, uh, as well as the Women and Girls Fund, the Women of Distinction Awards in Waukesha County. And we've had members, certainly, that have been honorees for um, for that latter example. So it's a great way for our members to be present at the event and make other people aware of what we're doing. So what we've found now is as the women's uh, Women of Distinction event has grown and Tempo has grown, that you can walk into that room and we may have three or four people there that are part of a sponsorship, but we'll have a dozen or more members that are connected either through other community organizations or through their employers as sponsors. So it is a great celebration really that day is such a great celebration in Waukesha County and and Temple Waukesha is always so happy to be proud to be part of that yeah we uh, uh, for the last number of years have been a part of that as well Karen mm-hmm. Ellen Becker is when one of the recipients I don't remember what year it was but mm-hmm. that is indeed a great great program so always a very inspiring I think absolutely the, the mm-hmm. examples that come from that mm-hmm. and then our charitable giving is an opportunity for we actually have a committee of a few members of Tempo that's work with the community impact chair on the board to review um, organizations. We don't have a really intense um, grant application. We try to keep it uh, fairly simple, but to review those applications and look at see how do they how do they fit within our mission? Is it unique? Um, we have, have, you know, as you fund groups and new groups come to fruition, we want to be able to 
uh, be able to share those resources as much as we can. But we look specifically at groups and what we're finding as we become regional is they may not be only Waukesha County organizations, right? But to make sure that they have a focus and uh, programming that is supporting Waukesha County residents, uh, female residents. So the Girl Scouts has been uh, one that we have partnered with a number of times. And then we've even had a few um, Girl Scouts come and set up their cookie booth for uh-huh. at a member luncheon. So there you go. if you hadn't gotten your <laughs> if you hadn't gotten your fill from a daughter or a niece or somebody knocking on your door, you could still grab a few more thin mints before they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> um family service and what they're doing specifically now uh, in the mental health arena and with um young people has been a great partner with us and we've been really proud to support them. We've uh, also supported ARIS Senior Services because we, it's not just, we don't just think of the little ones, but um, the companionship and the uh, support and outreach that ARIS is able to provide to a people to allow them to stay in their homes and allow them to live independently, again, I think goes back to that empowerment theme that we that we take forward as an organization. So we were earlier, um, a few years back, we were much stronger in connecting, not only giving money away, but connecting our members to the volunteer opportunities that were within these organizations. We had to pause a little bit on that element with COVID, but we're really looking at and finding ways that we can re-engage. So uh, we always encourage as we present a gift to, or a charitable gift to an organization we allow them to come to a meeting to accept the check, but also to share. Give us your, um, you know, two-minute, five-minute uh, elevator speech about the organization, because individually we will find members where one organization particularly resonates with them, mm-hmm. and they may on their own seek additional uh, information, may make a personal gift, may join them as a volunteer uh, but I, I recall when I first joined the group, which was nine years ago, we were able to collect mittens and hats in the winter and, and incorporate that into a meeting. Um, for Eris, we were collecting gas cards, ga- you know, gas station cards and grocery cards and you know being able to not only here's the check from the organization, but here's an additional show of support from your Waukesha County neighbors. And I thought that was a, I was sad when we had to pause that, but um, we'll just, we find new ways now to move forward and and people bring new ideas and it's really been very, very rewarding. And I think too that, um, you know, it's important to find that silver lining. So yeah, many nonprofits, many businesses, many individuals have had to shift or pivot um, given the um, situation that uh, our country has gone through in the previous two years or so. Um, but I think the the good that has come out of that is all of these unique ways that we have found to do business. So you mentioned how, yeah, some of your programs have had to halt, um, but then you found ways that you can share information uh, virtually. And I think you had mentioned to me that your membership base actually grew as a it result did. of that. It did. Yeah. So we, yeah, and we used to have coffee. We'd gather for coffee in the morning, anyone who was able to make it. Well, then we had a virtual coffee connection. 
And then somebody said, well, I don't get up that early. So we had a virtual cocktail connection. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And it was very fun to see who showed up at which Zoom call. <laughs> you just make it work. You know, you figure out different ways to do business as usual. But I think it, it um, again, to, to find the positive, it has really given businesses and, again, individuals, nonprofits, uh, new ideas for how to do business and how to expose and share information. So that's that's all good. Um, what would you say then, Nancy, is your call to action for Temple Waukesha? So we are always happy to welcome uh, women that are looking for the connections in the community, looking for the opportunities to enhance their skills through some of our programming. So our membership, I feel, is very reasonable for an annual membership. And then we have our luncheon events. I uh, did mention earlier we have retirees who stick with us. And the retirees, there's a little, uh, even a little more favorable membership rate. All of this information can uh, be found on our website, which is tempowaukesha.com. So I know many of your organizations, Jill, are .org, mm-hmm. but we are a .com. So I, I want to make point that out. Even as president, I will type it fast, and I, I type the wrong address. So, <laughs> um, But we also offer opportunities for our, our members, and Gwen is a great example, uh, to showcase their organization at our luncheon. So uh, she was able to take some time at a luncheon and share uh, what Old World Foundation does and and how they impact in the community and made some good connections and uh, enlightened us. Talked about the, I think when she talks about the brewery, honestly, it just perks everybody's attention. Oh, I'm sure, right? I'm sure, especially if it's um, in the middle of summer on a hot day. So, and I, you know, I do think that in the, in our world, connection has become so important, but we also have to find unique ways to do it because there's a lot of competition for our attention and you know so if somebody wants to make that investment in a group that is fun and worthwhile and I I feel um, very fulfilling I encourage you to check out tempowaukesha.com awesome well Nancy Seidel Nelson, sorry, um, Gwen, that we couldn't bring you back into the conversation. We were looking to do that, but we're running quickly running out of time here. But, Nancy, thank you for participating today and My for pleasure. sharing uh, uh, all the great things that you do at Tempo Waukesha. So, Glad to be here. Thank you. You are welcome. So. Uh, to thank my guest today again, it was Gwen Griffin, Executive Director from the Old World Foundation, and Nancy Seidel Nelson from Tempo Waukesha. Thank you both for sharing how you support and encourage your constituents so that they have the opportunity to present their best selves to the community in a variety of ways. So thank you. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you would like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can uh, reach out to me uh, via email at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. You can join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community where you'll learn about some great people, great nonprofits that are doing great things in our community. You can tune in a number of different ways, either on the AM 1130 on your radio Newstalk1130.com, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. You can also visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can also listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. 
So now that you've learned more about Old World Wisconsin and the friends that support them, you may want to take a field trip or have a family outing to learn more about our local heritage and our customs. Old World Wisconsin is located on Highway 67, about one and a half miles south of the village of Eagle in Waukesha County. If you're interested in being part of a group of powerful women leaders in Waukesha County, you might want to investigate and learn even more than you did today about Tempo Waukesha. As always, I hope you found the information we shared today interesting and helpful. And if you're looking for ways to support either of these organizations, one way you can do that is by sharing what you learned today. Word of mouth is a great marketing tool for exposure, whether that's through social media posts or just talking with someone at a party or at your kid's sporting events. Be an unofficial ambassador for either or both of these local nonprofits so you can raise awareness and pique the interest of curious community members. So share, share, share. By doing so, you will have found a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great Sunday.